0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Let's start the show. A member for Tragar, uh, a friend of mine and a friend of the show, Robbie Catter, joining us this morning. Rob, good morning. Um, It's with Heavy Hearts this morning that I talked to you with the 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 really shock and sudden passing of the Doomagie Mayor, um, Jason Ned. Really, really sad.
1: Yeah, no, big big blow, mate. An uh, old school friend rang me up and Saturday and he lives up there giving me news and, um, oh, I don't know, he's... He, probably like everyone he would have knocked me over with a feather and bloke that's really had a go and a really tough job uh, Mayor Adomagy and he's um, he's been well, done multiple terms on council and mayor and um, got a cattle herd together up there he's got respect from graziers up there um, and his people obviously and uh, he, he was having a dig and he you know we like a lot of people get into office and um, become mayors and start wearing suits and, and he there all this and um, but they, you know he, he just was very grounded. He still he didn't like getting dressed up and didn't um, you know he tried to avoid going down uh, Brisbane if he could um, and because uh, he liked being with the people. I think the last photo I got or one of the last photos, the last photo I got was with him was with the floods. Um, but the second last photo I think before that we were on the on the dirt behind the shoots and the, at the, the WAG radio talking and giving me a council briefing. <laughs> That was um Jason, so yeah, you know, he'll be missed terribly, mate. Um,
0: so I, I I love the fact I love the fact that um that you actually respect this man so much and what he's done, and you, you said to me up air, you know, it, it's a hard place to be a mayor, and there's no two ways, dumaji mm-hmm. and he had the respect of his people, and he was a proud Indigenous man, and. You want to talk about culturally from within how you change, you change history. What Jason was doing was that, and you talk about having a dig. Everything, everything um, that you, you're saying is spot on. Like he, he was changing it, and, and he had the respect of his people as well as the grazing community up there, um, and he was a pillar and a leader. And it, it is a huge loss um, for and for the indigenous community.
1: It is, mate. Yeah, and um yeah, you can't can't afford to lose too many leaders like that. Yeah. Actually another side, note, he was he was always he was always at you about buddy, you know, getting kids out there on on the station to do something there to um, you know, lift their lift their spirits to their lives and I know he raised two boys that um sort of starting to participate in the pastoral industry himself, so um, yeah, definitely definitely leaves a legacy, mate.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's a great thing. Um, that's a fantastic thing that that he does leave a legacy, and our thoughts are with his family and everybody. He was only young in his forties, and for that to happen, um, and for his passing is just horrific. Um, I was really sad. We talk about wasting money, and we talk about you know not supporting the regions. Rob, I mean, th- this government is it is almost laughable what is going on now. The the frivolous spending on this Olympics, and I know, I'm, I'm not trying to be, a, a, you know, I get how important Olympics are, but when you've got a health crisis, youth crime, when you've got schools, when you've got roads that are all on their knees and you are wasting the money that they are wasting on this Olympics saying nine years till the Olympics, and I, I, I just shudder. I, I It's out of touch. It is a debacle.
1: Yeah, mate. <laughs> like, I mean, you summed it up pretty well. The, the, the good parts of the Olympic Games are easy. They, they explain themselves. No one really needs to explain that to you. But, um, you know, all the hidden parts of this, like the cost, they're thrown around figures of $5 billion, which is just nonsense. If you, um, convert the cost of the Takeout Olympics is, um, it's, uh, it's I think it's $18.9 billion, Um, you know, it's around 19 billion anyway, the, um, in, in Aussie dollars, what the Tokyo Olympics cost. And uh, the comment from the Premier that day was that, oh no, we're just recycling um, every, all their major 80%, I think he said, of all the infrastructure is going to be recycled, you know, existing stuff. Now, the GABA existing, I guess, in name only, but they're rebuilding it. <laughs> you know, like, it's my principal piece of infrastructure. It must be included in what you say saying, the existing. So um, already, just make a mirror start on what you're doing, but the hidden sort of stuff, though is like, you go talk to um, you know, big housing developer, a big civil construction worker, and say, oh mate, I want to build 30 houses in Cairns or Townsville or um, you know, Roma, Charleville, Kondari. They're going to say, well mate, you know, we're going to be busy. We've got all machines down in Brisbane for the next 10 years, and um, you know, we, it's going to be too lucrative down there to fiddle with anything in the regions. And uh, you know, it's guaranteed work, government work. That'll not, not only would it just cost money; it will suck all the resources. And and even if you did get you know budget funding for a Cloncurry hosp- hospital, so um, you know, try getting it built. But, um, but you know, probably the main thing is just the money. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. ministers have consistently yeah. said that no money, mate. The,
0: the, what they want to do is they want to try and make sure that everything happens the way they want it to. Now, I mean, you, you talk about that. And we, we can all, and everybody listening to us today understands how, and I'm not trying to be narrow-minded here. I'm just trying to say, mate, look up your own backyard before you do that. Or, if you're going to do that, and that's fine, don't take all the royalties out of the regions and not give back because the mining tax, the complete nutter, all, all that, that, that is all coming, that is all going to Brisbane. It's not coming back into the communities. You, you've also got the issue, and I know this one, Resonates with you, and I've had countless conversations recently with Graham Park, who's the Shooters Union Association yep. president of Australia, around yep. the reform of firearm laws. Now, they can deny Now, Mark Ryan's come out and said, oh, we're not. We, we, we're absolutely not. We're not. We're not. We've got no changes. We're not going to make." Well, that's just a lie. I, I, I can tell you now. I have had countless people from the firearm industry who are saying how difficult gun laws are. They're trying to absolutely change gun laws. And these the reason they're doing it is baseless. Now, I understand from youth crime, but I can go into a tobacco shop in Toowoomba, Rob, into Toowoomba, into a tobacco shop, and buy the biggest hunting knife ever without even being yep. questioned. Not even being yep. questioned. That yeah. knife goes out on the street. But the firearms and the Shooters' Unions of Australia... All these people who we're talking to are being penalised because of what's going on. It's just garbage.
1: It's it, you know, As usual, they make political decisions. And, and you know, what else have we got on the table? It'll look good if we let's attack the firearm owners. That'll get us good kiosks in the city. And what, they, what that means is they start sending more letters to farmers and licensed firearm owners. And they think that's going to make stuff around gun, you know, gun firearm safety, um, you know, the community safe around firearms. I've, you know, I've always said, and I'm, I'm, I really stand by this, Dalba, you, you could sit down with the anti-gun lobby and you'd agree on 90% of things because all, all the licensed firearm owners are saying, yeah, mate, of course we want to keep the community safe and ha- have it, but, you know, why make me send, you know, why send, increase the level of checks you do on me? I'm not the problem. It's the unlicensed people that you've got the problem with. And until the government understand that, um, every bit of effort they make, they say they're tightening the gun laws, doesn't really make anything safer at all. They just send more letters to the the farmers and the bloody blokes at the shooting clubs. And they're never the ones you can worry about. The bikies or the criminals who are getting the Glock out of the containers at the port. and uh, that they're or, well, you know, buying the illegal firearms at the local pub. Yeah. That that's the problem they gotta look after, but you know, that's the tricky part of policing. So instead they just seems sounds good to the public that we'll send Rob Catter another couple of you know, letters every year um, to but his, his weapons he held. So I mean, it's it's all smoke and mirrors in the first place, and and it's politics, and uh, and it definitely, it, it, that is absolutely deceitful. He's saying there's no problem out there, and they're not, um, you know, not deliberately doing something because uh, I, I've got the letters flooding into my office every week.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. The the difficulty <laughs> around it is just it's paramount. It, it, you know, it is a really really difficult thing what is going on. Um, I I don't know about scare tactics, but I've seen it more than ever. <laughs> and I, you probably don't even cross this, but the Courier Ma reporting this morning um, that Queensland will swelter under extreme temperatures, 50 degree plus scorching heat waves. Queensland's alarming in 2070, right? So there, this has come out. Now, this is the state political reporter. Now, yeah. and you know, this has been written by James Hall. Now, this has come from within the yeah. government. Detailed analysis from the state government has painted an alarming picture of 2070 if the current greenhouse gas emissions continue, including up to a month more of temperatures, 35 degrees and above in Brisbane, and more heat waves increasing. Now, lo and behold, you've made the paper. Extreme drought conditions will also intensify with the number of days of 35 degrees and hotter increasing in Mount Isa by more than three months. So Mount Isa's getting, it like... And this is all – now, this is if, – if, if the emissions rise, right, this is a spokesperson in line with the RCPA5 dash, Queensland can see exceeding 50-degree temperatures. Now, this is a CSIRO regional projections team leader, John Clark, has conceded that predicting climate future was complicated. No, no, no word of a lie. But these projections from the department were consistent with science community modelling. Oh, my right. God. Yeah. Seriously, so Robbie, so Robbie, this so, is just bullshit. I'm calling it so what it is.
1: Yeah, it's it's bullshit, Dolly. And The 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 response from government will be let's bulldoze some farmland. Yep. To put up these industrial uh, wasteland of solar panels. Yeah. And um and let's go into bloody forests like native um rainforest up in the Daintree and uh, sorry, upper in um the Cape and uh, Wet Tropics. We'll bulldoze the rainforest up there and put some bird killing um. Wind farm, massive wind farms up there. Yeah. That's their answer to the environment. <laughs> for this, mate, they, you tell you, what, they'll be the same scientists that tells us there's a problem with tree clearing when more than likely there's more trees growing every year than before they put in any of those tree clearing laws. It'll be the same scientist that told you. That the reef was dying. Come out and see it before it's dying. Tell them the whole world it's dying. Yeah. When they've had two years of aim saying it never been more coral on the uh, Great Barrier Reef ever since they've been looking at it. Unbelievable. And uh, it must be the same scientists because they they come up with a lot of um, and then they tell me global warming. Then it was freezing, but now it's just climate change. So you can't argue with it anyway because the climate's always changing. So it's made a, a you know. But it's yeah, just garbage. It's it, just garbage. Government beats on it. I know that. And
0: you know what? The news limited have reported it today, and this will be the basis of every single environmental law that they try and change now because of this. You know, modelling that the science community. What's the science community? It's a load of crap. Yep. That's what it is, and and we have to deal with it from now. I mean, these are the. This is Rob, I don't know how frustrated you get, but this is the drama that we're getting every single bloody day.
1: Yep yeah and it's all uh, it's all taken as a given in parliament now so oh and, I, you, and if you you know if you're saying against it you're an idiot and they try and ostracise you which yeah. is sort of nice for me because I, I don't really want to be part of that group down there but um, but uh, yeah mate they, they're so picky and choosy and you know every time you debate this stuff in parliament and um, and look I'm no bloody expert either though but you just take a few facts in and say, well, let's have the debate. And they say, just look at the science. They yell out, just look at the science. And you say, well, please tell me what the science is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys talk about it, but you never actually go into any any substance at all. It's just, um, yeah. <laughs> they all drink from the Kool-Aid, mate.
0: They certainly do. Appreciate your time, mate. Um, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, I'll have all the best. Good on you, Robbie Catter, uh, kicking off a Monday. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.